You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody, welcome into the Celtics Garden Report. I am Jimmy Toscano with the one and only Bobby Manning, live from the TD Garden after the Celtics take down the Sacramento Kings, 122 to 104. This did not seem like it was going to be a blowout, Bobby. Um, but then the end of the third quarter happened, beginning of the fourth quarter happened, and I don't know if like there was an there was an on button for the Celtics or an off button for the Kings or a little bit of both. I, I'm going to say on button for the Celtics in the form of uh, your your uh, your buddy there, Luke Cornett and uh, Peyton Pritchard, uh, two guys that came in off the bench, provided that little spark that we like to talk about that the Celtics desperately needed. And I think Jason Tatum uh, took care of business um, the rest of the way, finished with 30 points himself. Um, and the Celtics, an, another big win at home against a team. They held the Kings to the least amount of points that they've scored all season, 104. I know you're big on the defensive uh, stuff there. Uh, a team that can score with the best of them, and they and they, you know, they pulled away in that in that fourth quarter. There, um, how you feeling after this one, Bob? Feeling like this team, when when they're healthy, when this they're team. together, when yeah, when when everyone's available, which looks like it's going to be soon. I don't know if anyone can hang with this team. I mean, this was one of the opponents I was intrigued by, just because they've had that offensive output that's been up there with the Celtics uh, to start this year, and. They they had those pushes mostly with the bench, but when the starters were both on the floor for both teams, uh, you know, throughout the first half and then in the second half, mixed in with Pritchard and Coronet, uh, which we'll get to in just a second here. Celtics were pretty dominant. They were able to get what they wanted offensively, but also pile up those stops. Uh, a couple blocks for Coronet. Uh, I thought Brogdon had some good moments defensively across the board. You just had some guys stepping up, and that huge run that they went on to end the third they uh, I think no no baskets allowed for the final three, four minutes of that stretch there. So a lot of offensive greatness in this one, which we've seen game in and game out. But like you said, Jimmy, another step for the defense, which I, I thought had been up and down. I thought had a rough second quarter in this game, giving up 40 yeah. points. Uh, but they they you know solidified themselves and credit to John and other people's arguments that they just need to like be pushed. And that's it. Sense sense that they need to give that uh, give that effort defensively, and they can get back to greatness on that end. Uh, just, just an amazing. No, I wouldn't call it come from behind victory. They were down six when when that run really started yeah. there, but yeah, overcoming a little bit of adversity mid game. Yeah, they did. I mean, they went up big in that first quarter. It looked like uh, Sacramento was having some sort of Thanksgiving hangover. I think we all have been there. A little too much dark meat, you know, a little too much turkey. Um, 10 turnovers in the first quarter for the Kings. I think that was, I think I saw that was a, a season high for any team, uh, in one quarter or at least in the first quarter. Um, but second quarter comes around Kings snap out of it. And now Celtics are, are find themselves trailing they're down six, I think 84, 78. I think that was the score I want to say. And before, um, Cornette and Pritchard come in and then they go on this just massive run. Um, and they were up, I think they got as high as 13 before the Kings scored again. Um, and cut it back down to 11. It was just uh, one of those unbelievable stretches. And that's what they're capable of. You know, we've talked about this team being able to just turn it on quickly on the offensive end. Um, but you have to give them credit for, you know, finally getting those stops uh, end of that third quarter. Like you mentioned, your guy Cornette, a couple big blocks. They need that inside presence. I think that was something that we that we saw a lot in this game, especially in that second quarter. The Kings were kind of getting anything they wanted uh, in the paint, down at the rim. It didn't seem like the Celtics had much of an answer there. 
Yeah, I, I think the Kings shot 12 of 15 in that second quarter inside the paint area, uh, wow. right around the basket. And it, a lot of miss assignments on cuts. I thought Jalen got beat on a couple of those. Uh, they were switching, so they were getting Horford out to the perimeter. And uh, there just wasn't great collapsing, wasn't great help in those positions. And uh, some fouling as well, which we've seen in spots from this team this year. But that third quarter, I think it's 82-76 around that point where Grant – uh, picks up a bad, bad tech. Oh, can we talk about that? I don't want to. I don't want to harp on the negative, but we can't talk about this game and not talk about that stretch because that was a bad stretch of basketball. It looked like the Celtics were frustrated now with the refs. You had earlier in the game, you had Jalen complaining about a call. Then you had Tatum complaining. Then the Grant stuff. When is it going to end with Grant and the referees? When I is it going to? Is it going to end? And why didn't Joe? Joe Missoula should have taken him out right away. I know he came out not too long after that, but I think Missoula needs to, you know, make an example out of out of Grant in that situation. <laughs> like email last year. Yeah, honestly though, I mean, what? Who does Grant think he is that he can? First of all, the ball did go out of bounds on him on the other end, as far as I could tell. He's barking up the court. He trips over, you know, a Kings player. He could have got called for a foul there. He didn't, and then he actually makes a decent play and still has something to say to the ref, and then she tees him up. Yeah. End it, buddy. Just move Meanwhile, on to he's, the next he's, play. He's like back, he's backtracking there, yelling and yeah, putting up all like these hand clown. motions. And he fell over uh, Kezok Pala and they both went tumbling to the ground. I was surprised he didn't get called for something there. But yeah, a minute later, said, he, gets, absolutely. He, he gets that block on. Uh, actually, you know, looked like he made a good play blocking Davion Mitchell to kind of shake off the right. frustration there and just move on. Just and be then happy with what, it. Whatever he did right after that got him the tee. And, uh, yeah, like you said, he came out of the game pretty quickly after that. He had to bark at the ref about it. Like, you know, like just move on with the play. You you made a good play. Then he gets teed up. They score uh, a free – they shoot a free throw off that. And then they hit a three. So four points. I hope it was worth it, Grant. I really do because that's what – you know, somebody like me is going to remember that. In in an otherwise good game all around by the Celtics, you know, you win by 18. We're talking about Grant Williams once again – uh, in the news for the wrong reasons, he played 18 minutes tonight, two points. I mean, really, this is a guy that wants 20 million a year, allegedly. I don't know. I don't know if I see it. That's a topic for another day. I know you think that's what he's probably going to get, whether it's in Boston or somewhere else. I don't see it, and it's not because of the barking at the refs. It's just I just don't think he's a 20 million dollar player. Um, but again, we won't. We won't, we're not going to harp on that tonight. Um, this is a night to be happy. So yeah. um, well, those- they bounced back from that moment. They uh, Brown picked up a fourth foul, I think, early in the second half. Smart a few minutes before that. Grant Tech picked up a fourth foul, and that's what led the bench into this game. Uh, Cornet right. coming in and Pritchard off the bench. Those guys hadn't played uh, in the uh, in the uh, first half, and really the last few games we didn't see. We talked. Uh, you guys talked about it last show after I jumped off. The fact that there hadn't been a Von like Cornet doesn't play on you know, Wednesday. Right. Uh, Blake no to be down. It felt like Missoula was tightening the rotation a little bit for whatever reason to help uh, ramp up the defense, uh, to get these different guys extended minutes with each other, maybe a lack of trust in some of those guys through some stuff he had seen over the last couple of games there. But Cornette, a guy I thought did some good things uh, through the beginning of this month. Pritchard it pains me to say some- it, but I agree. Richard did some great things with Brogdon and Smart out. And we were saying even in a win late last week, and where is he? You know, I know Smart missed a couple games there with Brogdon out. And then all of a sudden everybody comes out back and he's got zero minutes. Now, I don't know if you can squeeze in a couple minutes and find anything effective from him. But one thing I've found about Pritchard this year is he comes right into these games. He knows where to go, who to play off of, what to do. And it's not just the scoring, which was, I thought, his his best forte in this game that nice little two-man game he had going with Brogdon was awesome but he also gets a couple stops I was looking at the defensive numbers for him opponents are shooting below 40 percent when they're guarded by Pritchard uh, this year and then Cornette's impact speaks for itself with contesting shots around the rim present preventing shots around the rim area I don't think anyone in basketball if you look statistically prevents their opponents from going to the rim better than Cornette he's in the hundredth percentile wow so bold statement you, yeah, in cleaning the glass, he's in the 100th percentile. Teams shoot at the rim 10% less when Cornette's in there last I looked. You could see it. I mean, you can't argue that tonight. I mean, we saw what they were getting at the rim in the second quarter, and then he comes in late in the third, a couple big blocks. Um, I really think, and I, I'm not being, you know, I'm not I'm not joking. I really think Cornette kind of changed the game there. He kind of flipped it, flipped the script a little bit. The Kings were 
on the brink of maybe doing something. They were up six. I thought frustration was setting in. Cornette comes in and kind of just I'm not going to say took that, control, but <laughs> kind of set a nice, yeah, set a nice screen to get Tatum going downhill and find Brogdon for a two. They were down six at this point. I blocked Malik Monk going downhill, knocked him to the ground. He's kind of complaining. All of a sudden, Pritchard gets a pair of free throws the other way. They tie the game, uh, and then Tatum hits Cornette on that alley oop, and they go up four and. Kings to turn the ball over a little bit. Tatum's grabbing a steal, hitting a floater. He mm-hmm. hits that three around the screen, and that's the game pretty much right there. They go up 10. They hold the Kings scoreless for about three, four minutes there. It's a 16 nothing run, and the fourth quarter was all Celtics from there on. That It was just this little burst of three, four minutes to close the third. Both of those guys doing a little bit, Cornette Pritchard, and it piled up, and Tatum, I thought, you know, was hitting some tough shots in this game, made it difficult on himself. But once those guys came in, he just sort of seemed more confident getting downhill, going to those easier looks around screens and at the basket. And he finishes with a really good game in one where I thought he met a lot of resistance at the rim, mm-hmm. was forced to put, take some pull-up jumpers. He hit them. And once again, just a... MVP level performance from him. When you look at the stat sheet, 30 points in three quarters. Uh, he's defending at times. He's passing other times. And again, making all those tough shots to keep them in the game. What was his final line in this one? 10 to 17, 30, 30 points, points right? eight rebounds, four assists. I know three turnovers is a little high, but uh, no, you know, overall it. doing a good job there. Um, all right, guys, we got to pay the bills. So this show uh, is brought to you by a couple of big Friends, big sponsors of ours. We'll start with our. It's it's nighttime. We'll start with Calm. We'll start with our our friends at, at Calm. And if you go to calm.com/garden, you will get forty percent off a premium subscription. Um, it's a great app. We all use it here at the Garden Report. Um, I think a lot of people after a weekend away, maybe with the family, you kind of have to uh, calm down a little bit. No pun intended. You know, it might get a little fiery at the dinner table with talking uh, whatever you guys. Whatever fires up the family, it could be a number of things these days. Um, but Calm.com is a great uh, sponsor of ours, and uh, we do appreciate everybody who has taken advantage of that um, of that you know deal that we're allowed to, to, to give you guys. Again, that's 40% off the premium subscription. Bobby, I mean, you use it. I use it. Sleep stories, meditation, uh, soundscapes. You know, it's something that's really, you know, there's something for everybody um, on this app. So um, give it a, you know, check it out. You can even download the, the free version, uh, you know, fiddle around with it, see what's available to you, see what they have to offer. Um, but yeah, so com.com slash garden, 40% off. That's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M for, uh, slash garden for 40% off. Um, and um, yeah, those are our friends at com. So we'll get into the other sponsor a little bit later. But um, Bob, that first quarter, um, Celtics kind of came out Came up fine. I thought we a guy we haven't talked about yet is Jalen Brown. I thought he uh, was aggressive tonight. Um, you know, kind of I saw him, you know, driving to the hoop, doing his thing. The ball handling tonight was solid too. Um, he's had a couple games recently where I've where I've thought that. And um, I thought when, you know, maybe some of the guys started off a little slow, I thought I thought he had an efficient night as well. So um he's on a night where we're talking about Cornette and Pritchard and Tatum because of the 30. I think Jalen Brown, a guy that we always get, you know, criticized for not talking about too often. Um, I think he deserves to get a little bit of credit tonight as well. All right. The Guard Report, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs from football and basketball this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contest, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, it's a terrific deal. Just use that promo code CLNS50 again. Betonline.ag, you get a 50% welcome bonus with your initial deposit use that promo code clns50 to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts yeah and credit to the bigs for finding them i thought horford had a really nice passing game and 
I think over the last week or two here, he's made a nice effort to find Brown cutting toward the rim. Obviously, he's having a great three-point shooting season and can play out on the perimeter there with the ball in his hand, so that helps Brown. Brown committed, as I've talked about on the show here, to screening, getting downhill, rolling, cutting, all these different things that allow him to be a finisher. And, uh, you know, shout out to Adam Taylor, writes over at Celtics Blog with me. He wrote a piece yesterday saying that Brown should really focus on that finishing, what he's great at. We've mm-hmm. talked about that on this show, too. Uh, like, that's where he's at his best, a ridiculous efficiency at the rim. I was pulling out those numbers during the game. Uh, you see what Brown and Tatum are doing in there this year. It's ridiculous. Tatum's at 68% inside five feet. Brown with great body control, getting fouled a lot in there, taking the most shots on the team at the rim, seven a game, 63% inside five feet. So him getting in there, being super active and, you know, forcing fouls on the defense, uh, you know, getting out ahead and transition too. those are also shots within five feet. Those count all those different things that he's doing. I think he's had a phenomenal week, uh, you know, after a string of turnovers. And I obviously wrote, um, and we haven't talked about it a ton on this show, but he's obviously had quite a number of things going on off the court this year. Mm-hmm. He, he was telling me in the in the locker room after Wednesday's game that you know that's that's gotten to him. You know this year, like he, it's it's impacting his play. He's trying to find that balance between everything going on off the floor, and it's not just a tweet thing. There's a bunch of stuff that he's kind of had to deal with this year. And you know, 25 points a game coming in tonight, 50 percent from the field. That three point. A percentage is ticking up a little bit. Uh, it's just a focus thing with him. Like, and he even said it, the turnovers when he was committing them, we've heard him get defensive in the past about those, Jimmy, right? This time he was just like, I've just been lax a days ago. Like, it's not anything the defense is doing. It's not anything scheme-wise that we got to switch up. Like, And Joe's kind of tried to defend him saying, oh, we got to have better spacing and we got to give him outlets and all that. But Brown just said, I've been, I've been shaky with the ball and I got to make, you know, more assertive reads and, be put myself in better positions out there and just not lose the ball. And last couple of games here, I think with a more focused, like intentional effort to put himself in his best positions to succeed, uh, he ends up again here with a two, uh, four assists, one turnover game while scoring 25 points. Like that's exactly what you're looking for from nine to 16 from the field, six free right. throws. Uh, defense, though, got to get bad. I don't know what's going on with him defensively this year. And we talked about it a little bit last year. Um, I don't know this guy. He, he's got all the tools to be a great defender and he just loses guys. Uh, switching, I think has been difficult for him since the Celtics have gone in that direction. And really he's the guy, I think more than anyone else who has to pick it up on that end for them to really be at their best, uh, defensively this year. Yeah. So, I mean, is that a mental thing too, or is that something that you see as he's a step slow? I mean, we know how hard he worked, um, in the off season, we saw all the, all the videos of him in the pool, uh, this guy should be this guy should be to every spot first, no? Yeah, and I think it is uh, ball watching probably to some degree. I, one thing I've heard with him in the past, and I think he may talked about this last year, is that he really was a guy who liked to key in on one assignment and just have that for the length of the game. And that's probably in the past where we've seen him play some of his better defenses, just locking one guy down. Now that you get a switch and communicate and all these different things, I, that's still a transition for him, I think, even though it's been a year and change at this point in that system. Uh, so this year, I think it's going to be a building process for him. Getting Rob back will help. I think this defense still got to get more aggressive. How many turnovers did the uh, Kings have today? I think that makes a difference when they're able to ramp those up. Uh, they turnovers. With 18. 18. Yeah, 10 yeah. in the first quarter. So remember oh, this game? This game, they have that big turnaround. You remember the Thunder game? They had 15 steals in that one on, in the major comeback win. Mm-hmm. That's where these Celtics are really going to get dominant, is if they can start to be disruptive again. I think that's why everybody's excited about Rob coming back, because you can probably take more risks when you're out there. They've talked about that. Jump some passing lanes. Brogdon had a great steal in this one where he cut off some bonus in the post. Uh, more stuff like that. Uh, you love to see that. Speaking of Rob, Michael M., thank you very much. If Rob returns mostly healthy, who was on your early trade deadline wish list? Gallo or PP in a pick for a total low-cost pickup via buyout market. Stan Pat, thanks for the content, guys. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't even begun to think about trading, you know, trade prospects right now. Um, I think they're a buyout. I think the Celtics are going to be a buyout team. They're going to wait yeah. and see who becomes available at the buyout market. And if you're a veteran 
And there's always a couple that, that you know, it's never, uh, you know, it's never the top of the top, but you sometimes get a couple of solid vets that get bought out. They're looking to win a championship and the Celtics should be, I would say, you know, number one, number two option for a lot of these vets, especially depending, depending on the position, you get a big man that, you know, gets bought out. I, I can't imagine why he wouldn't want to come here. There's clearly a role um, on this team for one. Uh, we don't know how Rob's going to look. I think we all assume and hope that he's going to look somewhat like his old self. Um, we don't know exactly when. I think Woj reported before Christmas. Our guy Sherrod seems to think it might even be sooner than that. So I don't know. Did you see uh, Rob in the building uh, or anything tonight? Or? He, he didn't catch my eye tonight, though. He's been around the team. He's traveled on two road trips now, which is always encouraging. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I caught up with him in New York. He said he's dunking. He's running. And this was you know two, three weeks ago now. Uh, so makes sense. The timeline we're piecing together through a couple of different reports there. But even when he does come back, we've talked about it. I think he's off the bench. I think he's mm-hmm. ramping up slowly, uh, getting his feet under him, conditioning. You have a knee surgery. Your conditioning is probably not going to be at its best coming back from that. So uh, you want to have insurance. You want to have depth. I like what Cornette's doing right now. But the question that they're going to have to ask with Cornette and Hauser specifically, as great as they've been to start this year, is can those guys play in a playoff series, uh, and specifically mm-hmm. against a tough matchup? Because I think last couple of games here, why doesn't Cornette play? Is, is it Sabonis on the other end? Is it uh, who's on Wednesday? Uh, McGee and Christian Wood. Like, Do they not like those matchups against some of the more right. powerful offensive centers? Hopefully, you know, Joe talks about that a little bit tonight. But if they're not confident in being able to go to this array of depth that they have lower on the roster, there's a pretty good argument for consolidating a little bit, right? Now, I don't know if it's Jakob Perto that we're focused on here. It's $9 million. You would have to, you can't trade Gallinari back to the Spurs, I've learned. Um, just, to, you know, remember he got traded to the Spurs in that Murray trade. So that was the last team he played for, got bought out came to the Celtics, so you can't use Gallinari in that trade. So it'd have to be Pritchard, Cornette, Jackson, Vonley. You know, that gets you to about $8 <laughs> the million. Pritchard, uh, the, the Pritchard poo-poo platter, is that what we're calling that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then, you know, what do you send out for a pick? You traded a pick for Brogdon this year. You don't have that. You don't have your right. 2028 because of the white trade. So you could do a swap next year. Though the Spurs are going to probably be worse than the Celtics next year, so I don't think they'll want that. Do you give up a 25 pick? Uh, do you give up a pick in 2027 on those odd years? Uh, do you unprotect that 28 pick? You could do that with the Spurs. That's an advantage you have trading with them. Um, I'm not super familiar with Pirtle. I know he's a great pick-and-roll player. I know he's not the best defensive center in the world, but he can do a lot of things offensively that this team likes while being a great rebounder. He averaged just 10 rebounds a game this year, nine last year. Uh, So there's a lot of ways he could help them. He's a good passer, three assists per game the last couple years here, uh, and can really score the ball too, very efficient. So that's you're looking for Rob insurance. Rob goes down again later this year. Rob needs some time off. That's a dream right there. But you give up some of your depth that you like here. All of a sudden, you're relying on Pritchard, I mean, uh, on Brogdon a little bit more to stay healthy or white. Uh, certainly, if smarter, Brogdon go through anything at that point because then you don't have a fourth guard outside of J.D. Davison who's really not ready yet. It's a tough call. I don't know. Would you give up all those guys, maybe a pick or two for depth insurance mm, at center? Because if that guy... Two. No, if, absolutely if that, not. Because the tough, you know... Look at what they've Horford's done for them, Jimmy. If if they lost him, they'd be devastated. Even with Rob coming back, I think. Because remember last playoffs, Rob was a nice, really contributing piece in the form he was in. Yeah. But Horford absolutely. really drove them. And so you gotta keep him fresh. They're playing him a ton every night. Um, they're not really showing. Yeah, what do you finish with tonight? Backups. Uh probably a little less because of that. Twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, twenty-seven. That's where you want him to be though. Yeah. Like if you can if you can play upper twenties for Horford every night, none of this thirty four minutes stuff. That's that's too much in a full NBA season. I know that they are gonna. I'm sure they'll give him rest, you know, games off here and there. But he really shouldn't be up mid low thirties, you know, regularly. I I think everyone would like to see him in the upper twenties. Maybe when Rob comes back, that happens. But I think you know Cornet for 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 his warts. I think Cornet deserves some level of playing time. You know, and if that if for the right, very build least, up, build up to that playoff level. Exactly to build up there, build some trust, get you know, just get comfortable out there with the guys, and t- 
to give Horford the rest that he needs because that's when you're going to need him most is in the playoffs. And I just, you know, you want to be careful with this guy. He, he's been relatively healthy more recently, um, but he does, he does have some, uh, some kind of a history, uh, we would say with, you know, lower body and knee issues here and there. Um, so you just want to do everything you can to preserve this guy because he's there. You're already thin at that position, you know, and you really can't, you really can't afford anybody else to go down at one of those big positions, you know, he should with- play every night. I mean, you're talking about ramping down Horford's minutes and try, you know, you manage yeah. the regular season, you're not trying to break the Warriors record here. You're, you're trying to get everybody to the playoff. The, to not play Cornette at all, especially with what he's done this year in a game, just doesn't make sense to me. And they were almost going to do that tonight, it looked like. No minutes in the first half. Uh, last three games here, he really hasn't played at all. It didn't make sense to me. Fortunately, Grant got into that trouble, and they, Missoula felt like he had to make a move there, and they got a huge boost out of it. Great screening, nice alley-oop finish, uh, defensive plays, yep. a couple blocks in a couple minutes. This is what this guy does. I think you can rely on him, at least in the regular season. And then come playoff time, it's either play Horford a ton, as they did last year, or have that Rob-Horford duo, ideally. And if, if you have Rob and Horford healthy come playoff time, you don't need a – you know, Cornette's fine as an emergency guy. You don't need right. a Pirtle. And the other thing about Pirtle is he's a free agent next summer. Uh, so he's, he's doing a new contract. Horford's obviously do a new contract after this year. I know he talked to Heavy – uh, recently, I don't know if you saw that piece, Jimmy. He talked to Steve Bullpett and said uh, he's he's focused on coming back to the Celtics next year. Um, and who is this? You know, this is Al Horford. Oh, you okay. Know, he's he's focused on, that. you know, he's not even thinking about retirement. And that's something I've heard, you know, talking to people around him and you know, family members and all that. Is he's he's not he's not eyeing retirement not anytime thinking. soon. He's, he's he's doing the Brady. I was gonna say he's the Tom Brady of of the NBA. Yeah, he he loves playing basketball. He's He's got his family, right? He's, I think he's got a fifth kid on the way. So at some point, he's going to want to be. No, he's going to want to keep playing then. If that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, it, it, it sounds like Horford's intent on staying. Grant, you just said, is it $20 million? Maybe you do want a Pirtle in there in case Grant, uh, you know, wants the big bucks and ends up out of here. So, again, it's a really tricky discussion. There's now been two reports that have linked them to Pirtle. Um You've given up a lot there, but again, this is a championship year, and is he that last piece that really solidifies right. your rotation, gives you insurance? Like you don't want to lose the championship because Rob's hurting again. Like you no. just don't want to be in that position. They have they have a decision to make at some point, but it's not yet, and I think that's. And it doesn't have to know. be Pirtle. It could be someone else. Right. Absolutely. I think I think we all agree that they that they need to be more safe than sorry, and depth's important. I just think at that point, depending on where you, if you're the sellers, depending on where you think Rob's going to be, I think we'll really go a long way in whether they decide, okay, do we want to trade for somebody or do we want to wait for the bio market? And I think we'll, we'll learn that, you know, we're not going to learn that obviously until we get much further along into the season, we got to see how Rob looks. So, um, it's a conversation starter, but at this point it's just a pure guessing game. Um, we were talking about Al guy looks like he's in the best shape of his life. You know, just, you know, 34 years old, I think, you know, he's still getting up there, had a nice block tonight, had a goal 10 tonight, just missed, um, was on his way down. Al looks healthy. And if you guys want to feel healthy, you got to hang out with us. You got, you got to hang on the show. You're going to listen to our sponsor, Athletic Greens. Uh, AG1 uh, is another big sponsor of ours. Um, and uh, th- this is a company that uh, basically is your one-stop shop for uh you know vitamins in the morning um the way the way we say it is you just pop it in the the glass pour a glass pour a glass of water down the hatch and off you go um everyone here in the garden report uses it um we 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 stand by it kind of gets us going right bobby um you know especially you're feeling a little sluggish after a maybe a long couple of days holidays uh a couple extra drinks big meals you need to you need to get your nutrients the right way um so one of the things they say, it's uh, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nerve system, and your immune system. Energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to go, all you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com slash garden. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash garden 
to take ownership of your health and to this pick is... up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Not to mention, if you do and you send your receipt to John Zanis, I think, I could be wrong, but I think we're still giving away phenomenal t-shirts. Phenomenal t-shirts. To everybody. I know we don't, we don't, I don't know if we can get a picture of the t-shirt up there on the board or not, but if you've been, oh, there it is. That could yeah. be yours, folks, with uh, proof of purchase. Um, and honestly, t-shirt or no t-shirt, it's honestly a really great product. Um, it's only good for your health. Coming up on New Year's resolutions, and if one of them is that you want to be healthier, this is a great way to start. So that's all I can say. By the way, so, yeah. we talked about Calm as a gift. You could get this as a yeah. gift. Get that month's, get first month supply. There's a couple cool gear in there, the bottle, the container to store it in. That's all good mm -hmm. stuff to wrap up. And True. You keep the vitamin pack. D. You could keep the vitamin D and the five free travel packs for yourself. Your recipient doesn't have to know. <laughs> Nobody would ever know. You keep the shirt for yourself too. How about that? Yeah. So um, that's athleticgreens.com slash garden AG1 for your free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. And we appreciate everybody who has been supporting our sponsors because that means you guys support us and allows us to keep doing the show. Bobby, what else you got? How was it? Uh, how was it tonight in the garden? It, it sounded a little like a little quiet in there for for a bit. I don't know if everyone was kind of uh, feeling a little Thanksgiving hangover, and it got loud, got loud towards the end. There, there was a wake up call at one point. That nice transition on Broad. And Broadden was good again tonight. Uh, you know, getting out on the run. Got in the traffic, dished a nice little quick pass to Hauser, and Hauser kind of spun it back to Tatum, and Tatum threw down this big one-handed slam, and the place went nuts after that. And you, you obviously had them going crazy yeah. during the big run, uh, but yeah, a little subdued to start. Lots of king shots going down, and it was a little on edge to start the night. Not really like on Wednesday when this place was just bonkers from the start on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Was uh, scene, yeah, Everybody yeah, was Horford. Buzzing. Horford was even saying after that game, this place is a little different tonight. But <laughs> if the place got going, it's been a great crowd this this year. I wouldn't be stunned if they're right up there in attendance so far. This place has been packed, not like past years where it's kind of been hit or miss depending on weekday, weekend. So it's a great atmosphere right now, and there's lots of Golden Report fans in the crowd. I, I just ran into Matt, uh, who was, who was okay. know, close to the court. Shout tonight. out, Matt. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to everybody who, you know, who shows you us. You signed autograph yet, Bob? Not yet. They, not yet. They were they're looking for Brown and Tatum's. Not 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 mine. But I once um, uh, I once saw Sherrod sign an autograph. This was years ago. He once signed an autograph. Somebody asked him. He just signed his basketball. I was like, dude, you just ruined that guy's basketball. He just, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey it's man, devalued. It started at thirty. <laughs> now it's twenty five. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, hey, dude was a big Sherrod fan. I I can't blame you can't him. Can't even Sherrod's use it now. Guy. Wish we but, had him uh, tonight. But Sherrod. The other uh, thing. The other Sherrod's thing tonight. No, Sherrod's out. He'll be back okay. soon. Josue, uh, Josue's out too. Yeah, Josue's okay. on break. We got to get you down here on Sunday, Jimmy. I don't. I won't be able to make it Sunday, happen. but I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to some people. Have my people talk to those people and see if I can get myself into a game soon. Sometime so. soon, while Josue's away, we got to squeeze you in. Here. <laughs> Lots of open seats. Um, the other thing yeah. tonight, I, I was posting this pregame. Rare Bruins Celtics doubleheader. Yeah, Bruins went into overtime. And this place, it was around 6 o'clock. I was out on the court a couple hours before the game was starting. The the hoops were just going up. There were a lot of seats on the Celtics side still to put up. I didn't know if they were going to be able to get this done in time. A couple players were on the court getting ready to shoot, and the place wasn't quite ready. But they we didn't have a uh, We didn't have a Giannis situation with, you know, shooting free throws, with guys trying to fix the hoop. Cornette was out there. He was, he, Cornette didn't he, push the uh, ladder down? No. <laughs> no? All right. He's not there yet. Okay. He needs a couple uh 30 point games before he gets to that point, I guess. But yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> Back to our conversation though about um about Cornette and the centers and stuff. It yeah. You know what killed like I, I believe in Luke and I, I've believed in his development. Oh, we know. I, <laughs> I really like where he's at as a player, especially if they're healthy. And you could you can legitimately say that if Rob's really hurt and down and out. Maybe that's going to cost you your championship sh shot anyway, but it's that trade-off between can you find a guy who's just manageable enough in that situation to, you know, step in and fill in Rob's spot if he gets hurt, or can you trust Cornette in that in that role for you know ten, twelve minutes every night, maybe five to seven minutes in a playoff game just to spell out a little bit, and I do. Um, and who knows? You might need those picks down the line to trade for something else. Uh, you might. 
you might need that salary slot to keep Horford and Grant. You know, you you could legitimately just be renting a hurdle for for right. um, a couple months here uh, for a pick or two. You know, I don't know. I don't think the Spurs are going to let him go easily. He's been on the trade market for a while. Um, I don't think they've gotten a first round pick offer, but I think it's going to take a lot to get him. And the advantage the Celtics have, Jimmy, right, is that they're not desperate. They're no. the best team in the league. Uh, they're getting by with the depth that they have. And like you said, they'll be a buyout destination. So if you can get it done right. for a couple of seconds, you're, maybe you're in a position of power right now. You know, you don't, you don't, you're not going to be the team that's desperate. You know, I mean, right now, I don't know how things are going to shake out with health and everything, but right now you have no reason to panic. You have no reason to do some kind of wild trade and break up the core. Nobody's saying that the days of the days of trade Jalen and, and Jason and blah, blah, blah. All those, <laughs> those days are behind us. Nobody's saying that right now. I think we're just, I think we're cognizant of the the depth, like the end of the bench sort of depth, right? So um, that's something that we'll have to keep an eye on if you really want to get, you know, nitpick some of the weak spots on this team. Um, but I think you saw in flashes tonight when these guys want to step up and play defense and play both, you know, ends of the court. Again, you talk about a team like Sacramento with Fox and with Sabonis, my guy Sabonis. Um, they were able to, to quiet those guys, you know, pretty quickly. Um, and I think that, that's good for them to see too, I think, you know, because last year so often their defense led to their offense and that was kind of, that was their kind of MO the second half of the year. This year it feels like they're just kind of relying more on their offense and just going toe to toe with teams. But tonight for at least that third, fourth quarter stretch, they were getting stops and they were getting out in the break and they were scoring in transition. And that reminded me a lot of last year's team. It's so important, and I wrote about that early in the week after the loss of the Bulls. They're just not really being forceful on that end, and they're capable of doing it, which is a frustrating thing. You want to see them start to develop that. You want to see them be able to be even more high-powered and just take teams down with relative ease like this, but they're keeping teams in it with with their defensive lapses tonight, Wednesday, much closer game in the second half than it should have been just because they're getting lit up. Uh, and I'm I'm just uneasy with that unit right now. And I don't know if it's effort. I don't know if it's personnel, scheme, the different things we've talked about. They certainly switch more aggressively tonight. So I don't think it's any surprise they forced 18 turnovers. Uh, but they're going to have to get to a place where they're in that top 10 defensively because I think that's what it takes to be a champion. John and I are going to go back and forth on that all year. I think the yeah. only team, if we're looking at recent years, that that rode their offense and legitimately just was an offensive team that you could say would have been a champion was that 2021 Nets team. Um, and, you know, you can debate whether they were killed because of injuries or defense in that series against the Bucks. I tend to think it's defense more than people give it credit for. Everyone's still talking about KD foot on the line and all that. But you don't have Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Uh, you have a ton of offensive talent and firepower, but you're going to need some balance just like the other champions throughout the years. And I still think defense is crucial come playoff time. So even if you think that they're just going to turn it up, come playoff time, flip the switch, as we used to say with the Cavs. Uh -huh. You want to start to see signs that they're capable of that. And tonight was a pretty good sign that even without Rob, you can force 15 turnovers, block a ton of shots, win these rebounding battles. I don't think the Celtics are getting enough credit for how competitive they've been on the boards. They lose it tonight, but they keep it close. They're not getting killed by offensive rebounds outside that little stretch after halftime. Uh, so they're really competing right now. It feels like they really turn up and they sense that they need it. Uh, and again, to get a boost from this bench unit that I really feel was slipping over the last week or two here and losing trust uh, is a big thing as well. And we had the state circle, Jimmy. This was the number two offense. They were right yep. there with the Celtics. Some numbers were better than the Celtics. Free throws, transition, pace, all that kind of stuff. The Kings beating the Celtics in those areas. And the Celtics just looked like they were in a different league, even above this team. Uh, Who's who's giving the Celtics trouble right now? Nobody, aside from the Bulls and Cavs. Just yeah, those two, only teams two teams right now. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was just scrolling Twitter that people are telling me to get off uh I think virtual poker or something. But no, I was just checking the <laughs> tweets. Sounds like a lot Ooh, of uh a lot of praise for Peyton Pritchard after the game. What's this guy gonna do to get a little bit more trust or burn? I mean, he comes in completely cold and he just you know, hits a couple shots, he's out in transition. I mean, he, we we joke and call him Sparky, but I mean, he was sparky tonight. 
Yes. And again, I'll go back to that play. I'm going to post it once we get off of here. But there was this really nice play he had with Brogdon where they were just kind of giving the ball back and forth. They're both repositioning. He knows what he's doing out there. And even in the timeout huddle right after that, you know, Brogdon saying a few things to him, giving him a few pointers, giving him a pat on the back. And mm-hmm. yeah, Smart's kind of pumping his fist. They get pumped when this guy gets in there and gives them some energy. Obviously, he's been a great offensive rebounder, energy guy. Like I said, the numbers defensively for him this year, you'd be surprised at how good they are. Uh, I think he can sneak in some minutes each night. You'll have to go smaller in those situations, and you, you'll have to pull some minutes away from Smart. And it's you know, Smart rough in this game, by the way. Brogdon, yeah. White, whoever it is on a night where they're off. But if, if one of those guys are off, you need to steal some energy, go do it. You know, like right. there's got to be, and Joe's talked about this, there's got to be a humility with minutes on this team. And if one guy doesn't have it, you know that Pritchard's going to come into a game, be ready, and give you a spark if you're down. So they're going to they're gonna have to utilize that. And I feel like they underutilized Pritchard the last couple of games here, particularly at that Chicago one. Did he even really play in that loss? I don't think so. Once everyone was back there. I don't think so, no. So I, we were both confused, Jimmy. And to see him bounce back and to see them go to him in a situation like this was was great. Because he, they really, who knows? They might have lost this game if they didn't do that. If they just rolled it was with trending uh, that way. Brogdon and White and uh, Grant, I think they lose. Yeah, I didn't think Brogdon had a, a great game. I thought White kind of had a good start to this one and had a couple shots. And, you know, he's obviously been a, a, a huge positive to this team and a big reason why they are 15 and four to start the year. Um, but I got to give Pritchard just a little credit because it's hard to just come in cold like that and expect to just flip a switch and not just flip your own switch, but everybody else's, you know, everyone's kind of relying on you. You basically have one job and that's to sort of, you know, just get the team, flip the team in a 180, you know, and, and he was able to do that tonight. And, you know, we already talked about Cornette and how he was able to do it sort of on the defensive side as well. So it worked. It was a, it was a, it was a good move by Missoula, I think, but, but like it was a good move by Missoula, but I'm just questioning why it kind of took so long and why it doesn't happen a little bit more, more often. Um, but you know, that's something that I guess, you know, those players just have to earn that playing time a little bit more. I mean, it's really what it comes down to. Well, you've had some good excuses in some of these games. Yeah. Uh, matchups and such. yeah it, smart foul trouble against Chicago and the win against Chicago at home. This one tonight, Smart's in foul trouble again. Brown's in foul trouble, so it's even easier to side Pritchard in there in that circumstance while those guys are sitting. This is probably going to be a product to trust as the year goes on, being able to make those forceful moves rotation-wise to take minutes away from other guys. I think it's a real power play, though, to sit Grant in that circumstance. You know, Grant's one of the veterans on this team at this point, a borderline starter. He's not Smart, Tatum, and Brown. But to flip his minutes for Cornets down the stretch there, after the mistake that we talked about to start this show, a bad mm-hmm. tech, a four-point swing in a close game, that's that's a, some good coaching, I think. And I'm sure that sent a little bit of a message to Grant that, you know, I saw Horford kind of looking at him too, like, really? Come on. Like, four-point swing off that play. The technical I know, that was the three-pointer by Fox right after. And that was really all Grant did in this game, aside from attacking a closeout and hitting a layup there. So he's 0 for 3 in this game, right? 1 of 5 in the last one. Sunday against Washington, he's going to have to pull himself out of the slump a little bit, even though he's had a good month here overall. I'm glad you mentioned Washington. I was just going to I was just gonna sort of transition over to the Wizards this year and see what you're – you know, are you trading uh, Beal for Jalen Brown anymore, or are we past that? <laughs> no, that's – that's you're going to have to uh, talk to the yeah. guy at the Amitos, J JG. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had yeah. him on in a while. We'll have to pull him off college soon. And oh, you're talking about Jeff. Minutes from him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's uh, willing to make that trade today either. Yeah, I would, I would venture to guess. But I was. Um, I, I so I sent you this trivia on Thanksgiving. You were probably asleep, so you didn't get around to it in the group chat. But most likely was, it was two a.m. No, it was, it was mid afternoon. But either way, we'll do oh, it. Oh, I was now. asleep at mid afternoon. Okay, okay. What do you got? Who, so this is the Raptor ratings for 538. It's it's like a you know oh, plus yeah. minus stat offense defense. Mm-hmm. So your top five players right now in the NBA or six rather. Yeah. Just rattle them off. Curry, Jokic, Doncic, Mitchell, Tatum. Who's number six? Grant Williams. Nope. <laughs> Who's number six? Jalen Porzingis. <laughs> really? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. I honestly God, I haven't heard his name like at all this year. Barely. In Washington, they're kind of a mediocre team, but he is playing really well. And I thought he played well the last time these two teams faced too. Defensively, he's been great. He's a plus four in this rating on that end, protecting the rim. They're mm-hmm. top ten defense. He's been awesome. And Beal's been up and down off the injury last year, but they get they get Porzingis in that trade last year uh, for Dinwiddie. Yep. Pretty good deal. And that was a guy we were kicking around, you know, back when the Kemba days. I still don't think you'd go back and flip that because Horford's just been brilliant for this team since coming back. But 20 points a game for Porzingis, eight eight rebounds, uh, block and a half per game, shooting 45%, 36 from three. And in the analytics, they're loving him. So he's uh, if he's healthy, I think the Wizards look like a solid team as long as a wing emerges. But again, they're not a team that can stick with the Celtics right now. No, that last their game was kind of a runaway. Yeah. yeah, their offense isn't isn't where anywhere near where the Celtics are, so I don't expect that to be much of an issue. Celtics at home. I feel like the Celtics always play the Wizards on a Sunday. Am I just making that up, or I I just feel like that always happens? But that was when Boomer Rage was born, when uh, Nick was yeah. on in one Sunday against the Wizards. Is that true? That's so mm-hmm. funny. Good memory. Drop the f bomb. Yeah. <laughs> that I believe that I definitely believe um, <laughs> I think we're going to wrap it up in a few minutes guys but once again um, our show are brought to you by a couple couple of good friends of ours sponsors first one being Calm so you want to head over to calm.com slash garden and if, if Tim is uh, able to put the graphic up that'd be great but it's calm.com slash garden for 40% off a premium subscription and um, you know that's good you got your sleep stories your soundscapes your music music that you could only get on the Calm app and not just like some guy playing the violin. We're talking legitimate artists who, you know, have a, you know, a deal with Calm. They, they make completely unique songs and, and sounds. And there's, he's got some DJs on there. They got Sean Mendez on there. There's some legit artists that are on this app. So if music's your thing, check it out. If a uh, little nighttime bedtime story's your thing, uh, there's a, probably a, a hundred 200 500 story i mean there's a, there's new stories every single day um great little gift um for a significant other good way to say hey you're kind of crazy and this is a, this might be good for you um but yeah that's um com.com slash garden for 40 percent off a premium subscription um i think we all could use it especially self fans. it's gonna be a long season there's gonna be highs there's gonna be lows com's a good way to sort of come back down to center a little woosah a little meditation and, um, you know, sort of get on with your day. So um, that's com.com. We appreciate them. And again, if you send your proof of purchase over to John, you might have a little phenomenal T-shirt for you, um, which will be uh, very hot off the presses as soon as uh, we get our hands on them. I'm excited for that. It's been a long time in the making. So, Bummer tonight around the league before we wrap here. Yeah, what do you got? Gordon, Gordon Hayward oh. heard again. Odin definitely. Gordon with a shoulder it just you can't make it up at this point with him every year he's been in charlotte he's gotten hurt every year it's not just charlotte i hate to say i mean that was kind of the knock on this guy um and one of the reasons why a lot of fans were okay to see him go um i know at the time hey he did go I for give them credit. nothing yeah i i was not one of them but everyone who said oh he's hurt he's gotta go they were right you just yep. can't stay on the court it's, it's mini apology it's, cam it's too bad yeah we'll have to do that at some point i won't make you do it tonight but it's too bad because he is a you know obviously a, a a great player you know good guy and you hate to see you know somebody like that you know consistently just keep getting hurt he's like just get some bad luck i guess i didn't see the injury i don't know how it happened or anything like that or how bad it looked but um that's too bad to hear um lastly guys athletic greens um you want to go to athleticgreens.com slash garden um, and that will get you uh, five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D, plus everything that uh, AG1 um, offers, which is just vitamins, nutrients, minerals. Um, it'll sort of kind of help you with your gut health. I won't say too much more other than that on that on that end of the things. <laughs> um, but honestly, we, we talk about we talk about mental health on the show and we're talking about physical health and the two are intertwined. So do everything you can to help yourself out. That's athleticgreens.com slash garden. And again, that's five free travel packs. Easy to just toss them in the duffel bag on your way to the gym or on your way to work. Um, and uh, your supply of vitamin D. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up, Bobby. Um, 
Anything else for us from the garden? I know we have, we'll have you back there Sunday, I think. Is that right? Yes. Six o'clock start much earlier game. We'll be, we'll be on here earlier in the night for you guys. Lot, we had the low eight of, tonight. A lot of people are wondering where John Zanis is. Apparently one too many pies for John Zanis at Thanksgiving. I think uh, he might be uh, napping tonight. I, I saw know. this on no. the graphics here. <laughs> is are these his? What? what? Oh yeah, yeah. His the, from your show the other night. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see that. Yeah, he no. made those. He made those. Wow. Uh, that looks like a. What do we got? Uh, a blueberry? And I a, think that's a blueberry. I don't know. That's what's an going. apple on top. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I know that pie pie guys will probably have my head for uh, calling the wrong pie out. But no, John had uh, previous uh, uh, previous plans we couldn't make tonight. But he will be back Sunday. Uh, it sounds like Joe Sway is uh, doing some Thanksgiving plans. I think he's going to miss Sunday. He's yep. away on vacation. Sherrod, Sherrod's doing Sherrod things. and um, But, yeah, we'll be back. The show will go on. We're not always sure who will be behind the screen uh, tonight. Hey, I'm getting my vacation someday. Lucky yeah. to have <laughs> lucky to have Bobby um, the day after a, a big holiday. And I think it's safe to say, Bob, we're all thankful for you. I don't know if we got to say that on Wednesday. You, you dipped out early. But we all are very thankful for you and your coverage. Appreciate it. That you provide way, us. I'll, I'll throw one more plug. Got to uh, catch up with Sabonis, your guy tonight. Oh my uh, guy! Did you tell him what I, what I coined? No, no. Well, well, that's next time. I'll okay. I'll tell him that in Indiana or okay, uh, okay, Sacramento. Okay. But yeah, what do you have to say? Uh, him and him and Brogdon obviously had a couple of great years there in Indiana, and now they're both on contenders. It looks like. Uh, so talk to them both a little bit about that today, and that'll be on Boston Sports Journal tomorrow. Oh, I like that. Nice that Sabonis, Arvidas Sabonis, his dad, former NBA great, was a huge Celtics fan. So I, I think Sabonis has a little Celtics fandom in him as well. I think he likes to play here. Um, Man, who knows? We, we talked about it last year. I would have loved for him to come here, but he looks great for Sacramento. Yeah, and if he can get them to the playoffs, man, that's something that a lot of players haven't been able to do. What was it, 2006? Yes. The, yeah, so the Kings, I think they have the largest Unreal. drought in professional sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know I how Kings fans the, do it. I think they passed the Mariners. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, well, the Mariners, Mariners made the playoffs. So I don't know how yeah. the King, I don't know how Kings fans do it. I don't even know Kings fans, but God bless you all for, for sticking it out. Hopefully this team can get there. Um, I like Fox too. He's a fun little player and uh, quick, quick as hell. We're and, good tonight. Uh, we like Kevin Herter. Um, yeah, Herter was cold though. That, Herter yeah. was right off the bat. He was, he was cold, but um, yeah, they're a good team and they'll, they'll be a tough out for, for, you know, anybody, which is strange to say, because usually the Kings are their own worst enemy. But anyways, that's it for us, guys. Um, I'm already blanking on the final score. Was it 122 to 104 Celtics tonight um, yeah. over the Sacramento Kings? Bobby Manning, thank you very much. My name is Jimmy Toscano. Um, you guys have a great weekend, and we will see you Sunday. <laughs>